You're listening to Minds at Yerk. My name is Alex. I'm Megan. I'm Chris. And I'm Red. Hello, hello. How are all you party people this week? Ready to party hardy. Tired. Feeling like bopping to a 90s diner, I guess. Well, good news, because that's <laughs> where we start. I'm taking the segue. Uh, no more small talk here. We're no. going. <laughs> oh, that was awful. That was not my intent. We're going into my very long summaries. <laughs> oh, fuck. That's right. Your boy summarized this week. Buckle wait, up. Wait, wait. Alex, I have to know, is this going to rival um, Tarzan Smooth Boy? Like, I need to be prepared. I don't think anything I... Look, look, I... <laughs> I wrote Tarzan Smooth Boy at the age of, I don't know, like 28, and it's all downhill in my life from there. No, not 28, 31. It was three years ago, and I know how old I am. I'm 34, not 31. I know that. Do um, you? No. Time <laughs> like, is an illusion, by gold. For um, anybody who's not listened to panelology or, like, gone to try to find this, I am telling you, this, I was on the subway crying from laughing so hard completely ruining my new york facade and like as he gave this book report so if it is going to be anything near that funny i just need to be ready it's not no my point was nothing i ever do in life will ever ever top that it's all just a slow decay into death from there okay. on then proceed yeah. <laughs> all right Season one, episode seven, the escape if you like pina coladas and getting caught in nope that's a different escape Marco, Rachel, and Axe have a very normal discussion in a diner about crashing a Planet Hollywood opening over a round of egg creams. Side note, I have made myself an egg cream for this recording. <laughs> an even more normal man begs for more instant maple oatmeal, but he has eaten the restaurant's whole stock. Some cops take him away as he paws at his ear. Back at the barn, Jake and Cassie doubt that sticking his finger in his ear means the guy was a controller. Rachel shows up to say that the man's name is Edelman. He says he has a yerk in his head, and her mom's bad at attorney-client privilege. Marco and Rachel pay Edelman a visit at the psychiatric hospital. Tobias provides aerial support. Rachel said, mask up, so you'd better wear a mask if you don't want to fight a bear. Marco and Rachel walk down the hall to Edelman's room in dramatic slow-mo. Edelman makes a Star Wars reference before telling them about yerks and Kendrona. And that the oatmeal gave him control back and made the Yurk immortal. And as he demonstrates, the Yurk occasionally tries to seize control again. Then some controllers carrying a thermos show up and replace Edelman's Yurk. Marco and Rachel sneak away while Tobias tells the controllers back to Visser 3's secret lab, where a scientist demonstrates an off-brand biofilter on a free hork The team debates whether or not to poison the controllers with oatmeal. Jake argues that they should poison the Yurk pool instead. The team goes to Tom's Burgers, which is not McDonald's, for four cheeseburgers hold the cheese. They are greeted by a cashier named Chip, who is also a very normal person and is not a yerk who has been ruined by capitalism. There's already a biofilter in place, so they roach out and scurry back to the barn. Cassie fights lasers with ferrets, and Rachel overbluffs her way into having to do all the digging to the yerk pool, while the others fill balloons with oatmeal. The team sneaks into the pool, including Tobias, who I guess flew through a ferret hole. They definitely aren't suspicious. Axe does not know what throw is. 
A controller shoots Tobias with a taxidermy ray. Rachel loses her temper and gets blasted into a pool. Victor Trent gloats over the pool. Axe threatens him with maple syrup. Trent monologues, and Rachel emerges as a lion to knock him into the pool. Food fight! Rachel picks up Phobias. A hork <laughs> gently caresses Jake's cheek. Marco hits the hork with a oatmeal <laughs> balloon out of jealousy, and everyone gets away. The briefest flash of Tobias flying superimposed over some dripping water like one of those motivational posters is meant to imply that he's alive, but I only realized that on my <laughs> second watch of the episode. <laughs> Season one, episode eight, The Alien. This one's not as funny. Marco, Jake, and Axe are in a movie theater. Axe has a lot of questions. Jacob's immersion will help Axe fit in. It does not, and Axe forages for snacks on the floor. Between floor corn and sci-fi trailer, Axe forgets where he is, pops his eye stalks out, and scares a kid. Jake and Marco yeet him outside. Axe is homesick, and he cannot open himself up to the Animorphs because of Andalite taboo. Jake and Marco explain where the rest of the cast is, and finally explicitly acknowledge that Tobias is okay. Then they go to Marco's place. Marco shows Axe a picture of his mom, and then his dad shows up with chili. Jake tells Axe not to eat any, eat any of it because Jake is a rude house guest, but Marco's dad isn't having it. <laughs> Chili of doom for everyone. Axe eats the entire serving bowl. Marco's dad's computer starts beeping. Axe sees the work he's doing on a radio telescope and skips out on ice cream. Jake and Marco follow, leaving Marco's dad with three bowls of vanilla ice cream for himself. Axe lizards into a vent in the telescope's door. Jake and Marco are just behind him and follow suit. Axe makes the longest distance call in Earth's history and phones home to his father, who tells him that he is responsible for avenging Elfanger's death, proving that parental trauma is just as bad in space. Victor, Trent, Victor Trent's shrimp snack is a good tongue twister and is interrupted with the news of Axe's Z-Space phone call. Axe takes the blame for breaking the law of Ciro's kindness and his dad hangs up on him. Axe starts to leave and Jake and Marco follow. Victor Trent and his entourage arrive, but the door is locked. While the controllers care bear stare at the door so hard it explodes, Jake and Marco confront Axe about his biases and lying. The Yerks break into the telescope and Axe goes to confront Victor Trent while Jake and Marco aren't, aren't paying attention. The two of them demorph and try to hug it out to no avail. Tiger Jake and Wolf Marco interrupt the fight. The trio go to the lake and skip stones and talk about their feelings. Definitely a thing that happens all the time in the books. Axe tells the history of Prince Zero. Jake teaches Axe an important lesson about helping others and trying to be good. And Axe realizes that the friends who took him to the movie, fed him, and offered him ice cream don't actually hate him. The end. Okay. <laughs> all right. That was like rewatching the episodes all over again. You're welcome, slash of... I'm sorry. <laughs> it was very, very visually effective. Thank you. I'm glad. I I went for accuracy. Chris, were these the first two episodes of the show you had seen? No, I actually paid for the first season. I bought it. Okay. On, on I don't know if it was on iTunes or whatever. Back when I was uh, working on the first book, because I just I ran out of audiobooks and stuff to listen to and I was like, I'm just gonna watch this, and then I'm and I, one episode in, I'm like, I'm just not gonna watch this. 
<laughs> and now here you are, right back to watching. So did you watch the episodes between or just the first um, episode? No, and then the... no. I just went right for the two that I was required to watch. Amazing. <laughs> oh. You know. I do. Okay. I thought they had chocolate shakes in that cafe. You're telling me that they were not. No, You're I too I, runny for milkshakes. I believe those were egg creams, chocolate egg creams specifically. And here is why. Well, what is that chocolate egg cream? Because I don't know what that is. Well, it's a vanilla egg cream. An awful. egg cream is milk, syrup, for example, chocolate syrup. And club soda. It is basically a fizzy chocolate milk. And the reason I say they were having egg creams, one, as Meg pointed out, consistency, way too thin to be a milkshake. Two, they had like a head on them. There was like two and a half, three inches of foam at the top, which tells me that that was an egg cream and that's where they floated the club soda on top. I gotcha. Or... They let the milkshakes melt and then just frothed it up for effect. That's what I would do. There's that, too. I like the idea that these teenagers are sitting at a diner in Vancouver, California, <laughs> sipping on egg creams, a thing you normally only find in the Bronx. Hold on, because I want to go back to something Red just said. So, what, what is being suggested is, is there was so many takes of this scene that the, <laughs> that the shakes melted and then that was still the take they went with i just wanted to be clear that that's what we're saying look that was uh, the accidental <laughs> implication yes uh, edelman <laughs> is a perfectionist a master of his craft and needed as many takes as he could get to properly tug on his ear you think he had to like, be fair though what a that up <laughs> sorry go ahead <laughs> no you're good i i thought it was a a masterful performance he really he really put his heart and soul into into <laughs> the whole everything that went on in there oh, like no, he, to be needed, fair. he needed that oatmeal <laughs> he's incredible he's incredible <laughs> And this, the mm. diner serves like just packets of instant oatmeal. They don't actually have, they don't even claim to have real oatmeal in the back. She clearly tells him you ate the last pack. <laughs> so maybe all he's cards like on a, the table there. Maybe he's like a weird regular they've had for so long. And at some point, like while they were talking, he was like, my favorite breakfast is this. So he carried it for him, them. I don't know. I don't know. No, that's a Maybe. thing we would, I would do, yeah. At some yeah. point, somebody would have handed that dude a napkin. <laughs> Maybe he that's walked good. in the door with a box of oatmeal and was like, please cook this for me. Oh, interesting. Maybe it was B-Y-O-O. -O, bring your own oats. Phew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess jar would have been better. You ate our last jar of oats. Yeah, that dude was definitely going, trying to go for like an Academy Award or something. <laughs> His performance, I guess an Emmy would be a daytime Emmy. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I can only imagine the timeline in which Animorphs won daytime Emmys and like ran for more than two uh, seasons. No. 
I I want to talk about so in the books it isn't implied that like once the yerk becomes immune or requires the oatmeal or whatever like that they get out there is no incentive for that yerk to get out of that guy's head how do they get him out I stand by the theory I offered while we were watching which is that the new yerk transported <sighs> in you just remembered my New York state yep. of mind joke. <laughs> yes. The New York uh, transported in the thermos just squeezes into the ear canal and pushes the old York out. Yeah, like a like a mockingbird. Or whatever. So like I guess is there incentive to be like, hey, um, wanna share a head like I'll take Mondays and Wednesdays. You definitely have to take Thursdays and Sundays. Now, I feel confident that given that we have seen the future, like 300 years from now for the Yurts, and it is rampant manic capitalism, I guarantee you that if not now, at some point, Yurks will invent timeshares. Yes. I forgot about those. Yes. Thank you. We have invented the Yerk timeshare. Um, TM, TM, TM. <laughs> I will say, as silly as this kind of scene uh, felt with that, followed by the hospital scene um, where the guys came in and did all that stuff, right? My eight-year-old uh, was sitting next to me, and he was, like, leaning into me pretty hard. And he was like, what are they doing? He was pretty <laughs> upset by it. The music was very dramatic. And oh, I was like, okay, well, somebody is into this. Does, does your <laughs> eight-year-old want to start writing episode summaries? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> does he need to work his writing? <laughs> and what to, would you like to have him write animal summaries? Uh, no. I just was surprised because I said, I got to watch this for homework, buddy. You can watch it with me if you want. And he didn't want to. And then two minutes later, he was leaning against me really hard. Like he didn't want to look away, but he also didn't want to leave the room. It was, it was kind of funny. I do remember being excited that it was a Y7 show. Like that, I feel like that was a newer thing when this came around. Like, and it meant the show was not going to be as lighthearted as Nickelodeon normally is. And to be fair, watching this back now, I'm like, oh, this is still very lighthearted. <laughs> well, by today's standards, for sure. Yes. I feel like it was probably on par with Alex Mack, but Alex Mack was probably, other than this, the, like, darkest sci-fi. Maybe Alan Strange. But, like, Alex Mack was a product of, of biological experimentation with basically... Yeah, that's true. Basically the same origin as Daredevil and the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> Man, I love that show. Same. Foundational text of Alex's childhood. <laughs> I believe we are having a cat issue. Ah. Uh, we just got our cat fixed last week, and she is not handling the cone well. Um, has thrown multiple absolutely terrifying fits. Usually Red is asleep for them and I have to deal with them. And we are currently watching Red wrestle a cat and <laughs> doing our best not to yep. laugh. Yep. 
Yep, see, the cone is missing. Um, we have tried multiple cones. Having trouble with cones reminds me of Algebra 2 in high school and conic sections and having a terrible algebra teacher and like nobody getting conic sections. That cone is going to last two minutes. She will get her claws in it from her back feet and push it off. I'm sorry, I popped on debut so that you didn't have to deal with me wrangling my cat. No, No, we narrated the entire (laughs) process though. She she can get her back paws into that. She will pop that one off. I don't know where the other one is. She just okay. came running down. Okay. It was like it was like sports commentary. <laughs> and as long as you're it cool with it, around the bend. I'm, I'm leaving it all in because I think it's great. <laughs> there, there we go. That's this week's animal trivia. There we go. <laughs> did, you, did, you, did you get the part where I fooled her? Where I where I put the cone down and just pet her so that she would think I was going to yeah. not put the cone. There's like <laughs> this weird like. She started trying to attack me because she was very clearly getting annoyed that she had the cone on and couldn't play super secret cat spy. And um, scratching her head is like the absolute calming effect. But it also is that moment of once you pull your hand away, she's going to get you. Yep. Definitely has plotted my death multiple times this week. (laughs) It's all in the eyes. You'll just be sitting on the sofa one day and she will leap down from the balcony claws first. Oh, she will like get up there and be dramatic. Like she gets hey, up there and she goes, Hey, hey, do you know I'm up on the balcony? Hey, oh, that's my paw over it. And I'm like, I'm going to ignore you. This is what you want. <laughs> Inaga, did you just jump down? Okay, we did, yeah. <laughs> Let's continue. Hi, and... Well, let me ask you guys before we go much further here, because I have a question for those of you who have watched all the episodes recently up till these. Okay. Do they have more footage of a hawk flying down out of a tree, <laughs> or is it always <laughs> is it always the same shot? Because it was three uh, times in one episode, and he's got that little strap on his book, so you know it's just yep, being a... every time. <laughs> um. They do have more footage. I don't think they have a lot more footage. I, no. I, I do, I do want to call out specifically the shot you're talking about that we saw three times. That each time we saw it, they flipped it on the horizontal <laughs> axis. Yeah, but like if you weren't paying attention, you might think it was a different shot. <laughs> it's so bad. I'm really hoping before we run out of episodes that at some point they'll accidentally flip it on the vertical axis and it'll just be an upside down hawk flying from a tree in the in the upside down, I guess. Yeah. It's on I today's mean, episode of Minds at Your this episode predicted Stranger Things 30 years ago, question mark. Not Red that long ago. Oh maybe like 20 years ago. But um, what year is it? Now or when this came out? I've already demonstrated now. I do not have a good grasp uh, on that answer. The show is 98. So. Yeah. It's currently 2021. Yeah. Okay. 22 years. Yeah. I definitely didn't almost send out schedules for review earlier 
with the date listing it in 2020. I definitely didn't do that. <laughs> nice. Um, speaking of Tobias, like I just finished editing uh, the episode that's coming out while we're recording this, and all right, had, I need to post that. We had issues with that episode, those episodes, because like they don't seem to care where Tobias is. Like that bird is so clearly fried, and they're just kind of like, "Oh, we're gonna pick you up and go." And I get like. You can't have a live bird lay still, but also there Not has to be a middle ground. <laughs> <laughs> Not for their budget. How about that? That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I. It's just the like. If they cut away and then cut to a taxidermied bird on the ground, I feel like even that would be different than. Okay, here's footage of a taxidermy <laughs> bird that we're just dropping from 20 feet. Throwing it over. Ugh. They threw it on the ground. <laughs> they threw the rest of the bird. Let the red tails hit the floor. <laughs> and the weapons are just flashlights, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Yes. Which is, I feel like, similar got to goats. the description. But also, that could be just me imposing the show on that memory. I I don't want to let us get too far uh, past this without acknowledging what Red just said, which is the thing I also want, wanted to mention. They have scopes! <laughs> the flash, the flash like, I'm sorry. Level, they just yeah. have scopes by their thumbs at their waist waist height where they always shoot from. Is it is it is it like on a rifle where they have the lasers and it shoots the laser and you can where the laser lands is what you'll hit? That no, doesn't it, explain why their aim is so garbage, but it looks like a scope with a crosshair. Yeah, right. Like it's a lens. It is see-through. These are smart aliens. I mean, the Yurks did have to steal technology to become the most powerful force on the in the whatever universe, galaxies, several. Yeah, we're hard. I've been awake for too long. <laughs> Some amount of space. Sector two eight one four. They didn't. They didn't invent anything. So maybe the first thing they invented were these little flashlight handguns, and like they're like, "This is it. This is the height of Yerk original technology." <laughs> and Visitory was like, "Yes, yes." <laughs> now let me finish my shrimp. Oh, he's so angry to have to put that shrimp back. <laughs> Wouldn't you be if you were having a nice shrimp cocktail? And an unnamed controller walked in and was like, uh, someone made a phone call. <laughs> Wouldn't you be also really grumpy? Be like, yeah, good for you. I'm Get out of my shrimp. <laughs> I did do some learning while we watched this episode because Marco's dad talks about how the chili has the habanero pepper, I believe, the hottest pepper known to man. And I was like, no, it's not. Wait a second. Like, what? And at the time, it actually was. What we know of is the hottest pepper. And maybe everybody else knows that this is something that changes. I thought we knew all the peppers. I didn't know we were growing new peppers. 
I, I, I am aware of the fact that there are people out there who breed peppers and like crossbreed preppers to, I think I just said preppers. preppers. <laughs> yes, but I liked it. <laughs> crossbreed peppers. <laughs> I'm just imagining crossbreeding different kind of doomsday preppers <laughs> to get new variations. <laughs> I don't think we have to imagine (laughs) that world. Uh, That is unfortunately true. Um. (laughs) Um, But I did not realize that at the time the habanero was the the hottest pepper. I I guess I just assumed the ghost pepper was older than Yeah. I thought so too. Like it I don't remember when suddenly ghost pepper was a thing. I feel like like Late aughts, early 2010s. That was when I could find like ghost pepper hot sauce readily. Like it's what the Carolina Reaper now. And like, I know that's see in my mind, I thought this was like kind of everything else where they just kind of phase in and out. I didn't realize they were new peppers. Yeah. Now I will say Moe's has an excellent Carolina Reaper chili seasonally or, 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 or salsa seasonally. I'm a big fan of it when they have it. It's my favorite though is the one they do with uh, 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 gochujang. It's a ghost pepper gochujang. They call it the ghost chujang. Mm. No, that's okay. I don't need spice for the sake of spice. I like my spice. I do. Pepper. I in fact ordered a uh, chicken dish with habaneros in it to eat while we were watching this. Yes. Someone once dared me to eat two habaneros raw, and I did. <laughs> Chris, did this show make you feel wonderfully 90s or look back at it nostalgically? I don't think nostalgically because (laughs) there really was no backgrounds and there's no other people except for the people who are supposed to be in the shots. I mean, for the most part, like a lot of the scenes is just very close up, close style. You just don't see a lot of like NPCs, like just backgrounds that would have just been in the 90s, you know? That's fair. Yeah, non-playable characters, yes. I uh, <laughs> I regret that the internet cafe was not in these episodes. There was yeah. nothing more 90s than the Animorphs internet cafe. They're clothes. Also, the fact that they seem to have uniforms. Yeah. Like, Marco has worn that coat. If with... I owned that coat, I would wear that coat everywhere. <laughs> I googled okay. to see if I could find that coat online. Okay. Then I cannot pull it like, off, but I wanted to know if I had the option. How about Jake's uh, denim jacket? Like, Jake wears denim jacket every episode, and Marco wears this coat every episode. I mean, if you asked me dress Scott Summers casually in the 1990s, it too would be a denim jacket. <laughs> I feel but like it's maybe, very on brand. Maybe mix it up. Make it two different denim jackets. Yeah, or like occasionally have the jacket be slung over a shoulder. Yeah, or cupped like stuffed out of a backpack. Yeah. It doesn't have to be on. Yeah, unless they were getting like product placement money, which clearly they weren't. <laughs> <laughs> Based on what I was seeing. On, on, you know, there was no extra money. Uh, was was there any money at all? 
Well, presumably they paid their animal handlers. I That's mean, about it. Ferrets, yeah. ferrets aren't cheap, I'm sure. Or maybe they are, and that's why they didn't have moles. I don't know. I mean, we have established that they cannot actually have all of the kids in every episode regularly. Like, this yeah. is, in the last four episodes, at least one has gone missing. <laughs> yeah. I think The Escape is the only one we've seen everyone in since, like, episode two. Yeah. Or three. Uh, no, we... I'm oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I was pretty sure the, the guy, the Edelman guy, that actor was probably like, I want to be in the show. And they're like, we can't afford it. He goes, I'll, I'll do it for oatmeal. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, we can afford oatmeal. We're going to give you a lot of oatmeal. Like, That's fine. Give me all the oatmeal you can find. I love that Isn't shit. Isn't it convenient that we have an episode about this dude obsessed with oatmeal and this guy shows up at our door ready to act for oatmeal? Wow. I think they were probably going to just skip that part. And they're like, no, this guy wants to eat oatmeal. He's going to wipe it all over his face and it's going to be on his chin like a four-year-old. It always does surprise me that they did this storyline because it just has always felt so absolutely ridiculous. Does it ever come up again in the books? I don't remember. Nope. I think that'd be something you'd remember. Yeah. I feel like you would replace your pocket stand with cinnamon oatmeal. I would love a newspaper article in the background of the graphic novels after the oatmeal, where it's like, oatmeal shortage. Unexplainable? Or something like that. Like, oatmeal factory blown up? Okay, oatmeal but I shortage feel like... in U.S.? I feel like, and hear me out, this is bringing back an old bit from early Minds at Yerk. But assuming that Gwyneth Paltrow exists in the Animorphs <laughs> universe. Okay. One, she's definitely a Yerk. Two, she may be a Yerk in the, in the real world. That, that may actually just be, like, reality. But two, she would definitely be, like, one of the Yerks who has discovered oatmeal and gone rogue. I think Goop is named after the oatmeal. Goop is oatmeal. Gone rogue in what way? Consumed oatmeal, no longer needs Kendrona, deserted the Yerk army, and now just gives bad, dangerous, morally circumspect health advice to people with more money than sense. And part of that advice is, get you some oatmeal. <laughs> don't know how to feel about that at all I mean you saw the oatmeal that they hit Visser 3 with, with their, in their water balloon fight I would definitely describe that as goopy goopy and soupy wasn't it overly mm. runny it was but with, yeah. the, with like chunks like it hadn't been mixed well oh. together so some <laughs> of it just was dried up Ugh. Like they hadn't cooked the oatmeal. They just put it in some water in these balloons and were like, yep, that's good enough. And those yeah. probably, even, yeah, it was. Those weren't even water balloons. Like they're regular balloons. Yeah, yeah so that's true. Also, Which means that the, their tensile more? strength should have been way higher. Balloon, that cylinder, or whatever it's called. And you just kind of push it in, I guess. Wait, wait. 
Were these leftover oatmeal balloons from Double Dare? Jeez. Maybe. This feels like a Double Dare challenge. Parent wears a helmet with a thumbtack on the forehead. Child must throw balloons at them. Parent stands in the pool with a line on the bottom. And they've got yeah. one minute to hit the line with runny-ass oatmeal. That would explain a lot of the footage from the Yerk pool. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like a kiddie pool with just some lights in there in the water. Oh, my God. It's oh, my God. Animals double dare the same set. Oh, it's my God. old, unused footage. I can't. Edelman. Edelman says explicitly, I'm just going to let Meg have this, this moment of <laughs> existential joy and terror simultaneously. Edelman says explicitly that the Yerk pool is the size of the entire city. I feel like if I really stretched, I could touch both walls. Yeah. Absolutely could. Is this just like, are there chambers? Are there chambers with tiny, like, bespoke, 12-person experiences in them. Are York's social distancing before? I wouldn't say social distancing, but it would make sense to have multiple entrances slash multiple pools rather than one long line to a pool. Yeah. Is this like... like why did your meeting take four hours? I don't know, bud. You're like the last person who's not a controller. Like, can you get <laughs> the picture? Pass the oatmeal, please. <laughs> it's like the karaoke places where you go and you rent just like a small side room at a time. <laughs> but it's murky yerk water. It looks, yeah, grosser than just like dry ice. They probably put some jello in there, like jello powder, but didn't mix it in all the way. Or maybe that. Maybe they did what they did for Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory for the River of Chocolate. Does anyone remember the uh, Nickelodeon interstitials that talked about what was actually in that river? No. Oh. Are you going to horrify me? <laughs> Probably, but not intentionally. Uh, Braced for impact. What's the worst thing I could say? Everybody go. No, no, absolutely not. Um... Human viscera? I don't know. <laughs> large, just large amounts of beef. Ew. So, so far, gravy, beef and gravy. <laughs> so far, Chris is actually the closest. Meg, are you oh, sure no. you don't want to get a hand on the ball? I don't no. want to be closest. No. Because my mind is in places that it would be absolutely illegal to do that, and I don't need to know. You can't do that on television. <laughs> beans. It was beans. <laughs> It was, a, oh, no. it was a pool of baked beans. Without the beans? Watered down. No, there were beans. There were beans. It's just runny there beans. beans. That is horrifying. There were beans. I don't know how, but that's worse than human viscera. Oh, my God. It was a river of runny beans. I feel like that is Red's personal hell. Like... <laughs> All right, Red. Enjoy your yeah. enjoy your stay in hell. Uh, not really, but here you go. Uh, it's just a river of I don't know what is that, that chocolate? Oh no, it's beans. Can you imagine that that set? What that set must have just smelt like on a daily basis. Because <laughs> oh. you know Come they're not replacing me. those beans daily. And you'll be in a world of terrible bean funk. Uh, that's why they're in the suits. Uh, yeah. 
I can't. I can never watch this movie again. Thick bean funk was a step too far. I regret that one. <laughs> I just like no. bean, the idea bean of funk chocolate... is the name of my my EP. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of a river of chocolate isn't exactly appealing to me. That was so much worse. <laughs> but hey, the blood in the shower scene in Psycho was chocolate syrup, so that I knew. Yeah. Just your 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 chocolate is beans. Your viscera <laughs> is chocolate. Your beans is viscera. No. Okay. Christ. I love this flow chart of like unimaginable horror, except it's perfectly imaginable. <laughs> it's the most cursed rock paper scissors. It's beans viscera chocolate. Back to the episodes. I don't know How do we come back come from that? There's no way back. We're on a river of beans now. There's no knowing where we're oh. going. I heard that. And that was really well-timed, Red. <laughs> Bean I river. I do feel like we're on that scary boat now. Yeah. Okay. I, I have a way back for us. I have a okay. way back for us. Um... Is it an Oompa Loompa song? Because it's, it's not. I, I thought about it. I truly thought about it. But I felt like the Bean River, the Bean River thing was better. Um, if you want an Oompa Loompa song, I can just pepper one in later in the. Episode. I don't. I don't. No, I I warned Meg and Red that this next question was coming, but I refused I to it. give them the context. Uh, I forgot the, as well. <laughs> at the end of the second episode, uh, episode eight, The Alien, before Axe's narration starts, and we should acknowledge that Axe got to narrate an episode and Tobias still hasn't. <laughs> because we don't know where he is. Oh. Um, he's on a farm. He's on a farm up north. Um, Marco starts to tell a joke. And then... He sort of fades out, and Max's narration comes in, and you never hear the punchline. That's right. I do remember you being like, I'm using that, and us going, what? And I need each of you to complete the joke with the best possible punchline. This is my least favorite Jackbox game. Good news. There's no funny payoff to this punchline, so there's no, or to this joke, so there's no pressure. Ugh. Under pressure. Mbapare. Did you hear the one about the Andalite and the Escalator? No, I'm not. I can't. I hate these. Hold on. I gotta... I, I'm gonna put some actual brain power into this. Hold on. Oompa, loompa, like, if I have learned... No, 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 no. That's not gonna inspire. <laughs> if I've learned anything between this podcast and, I don't know, the last six years is I suck at improv. Chris, you got anything other than just hatred in your soul for me? <laughs> Regrets. No, I'm trying to think of something, but man, I got I just got nothing. That's so it's such a weird setup. Do you have an answer? I just had one pop into my head, but it only works when everyone else is done. So it's did you hear the one about the Andalite and the escalator? Yes. 
I feel like there's a joke in there somewhere. Come back to me in like two days after okay. this podcast. Okay. Well, that's fine. We will move on from did you hear the one about the Andalite and the Escalator? Because everyone has had their Esca fill of it. Oh! Uh, I, was I feel like, okay, so this afternoon while playing Stardew Valley, uh, while playing Stardew Valley, the the mission I was on was to get to the hundredth floor of the cave out in the desert, and you have to do it in one day. It is very hard, and I finally hit like a super lucky day, and had learned like looking through and 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 actually playing around, realized that there's this option of like building stairs to get between levels. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna use these, and I get to the hundredth floor, and he's like, well you didn't really do it. And I, that's how I feel. I, it's the same feeling. <laughs> like, but no. your health is also permanently increased by 25. That's true. That is true. Also, I have a dinosaur now. <gasps> They're back. A dinosaur story. Yeah. Do you regret having me on Meg? No, I just, uh, anyways, sorry. I keep <laughs> a lot of Stardew in my life right now. Do we need to replace animal trivia with Stardew update? No, absolutely not. Oh, what do, what else do we have for this one? Was there, a, was there like a rule in the 90s that you always had to have one? The dorky guy always had to be a, a white guy with curly hair. <laughs> This could this could have easily been just Screech from Saved by the Bell. Okay. This is the first time I'd seen X, so I um. feel like I also picked up on that Screech energy, and I think Screech is 100 the 100 percent the reason why in the 90s we had the, the dorky guy with the curly hair. But and Meg is going to hate me forever for the next thing to come out of my mouth, which is every third thing to come out of my mouth on this podcast. <laughs> okay, as long as we're yeah. I feel like he looks like the illegitimate love child between Screech and Jake Peralta. Mm, yeah. No. I do see that. Is that a no I'm wrong or a no you don't want to admit it? I don't love it, but you're not wrong. Like if he came on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and was like, what's up? I am also your sibling. I'd be like, fuck, that's fair. <laughs> What if he came on Brooklyn Nine-Nine and, like, and was like, I am also your sibling, but also I am a blue alien with a scorpion tail and four <laughs> legs and stalk eyes. Uh, Pointy elf ears. Or what if he came What if he pulled him aside and was like, hey, we're not supposed to talk about that here. Do you know how long I've been undercover? <laughs> Prince Elfangor, is that you? Only if he shows up in the same costume. Yes. <laughs> Sold absolutely 100%. But like the literal physical same costume, moth eaten, crumpled, decayed. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, god, that would be a hazmat. No, <laughs> look, I still occasionally try to like go online and sleuth where that costume is now. Ever <laughs> since somebody I think wrote into the show and asked if we'd ever thought about where it was now. Oh, I the don't answer... have to bring it up, but yeah. 
The answer is I still think about it. I still think about it and I want to know. <laughs> sure, it's long in the trash. I want to do a heist. <laughs> what if I just make you a better one? Like, I would appreciate that, but also, like, it would not sate my desire to own this one, this, this strange what if I, What if one? I, without telling you, what if I, without telling you, do a really good deep fake copy of the original? <laughs> of course, now that I've told you, I'll have to, like, erase your Kill memories me? of this. Oh. No. <laughs> Alex! <laughs> I value your existence, my dude! Thank you. Your thing does make more sense, I will admit. <laughs> right, because I can definitely erase memories. Yeah. What's what's a little amnesia between friends? <laughs> I, I am glad that they still show the hork Like, it wasn't just, like, a one-time thing. Like, have we seen one full-on, full... No. But, like, they've built enough parts of this that, like, we know they're there. We've definitely seen one green screened in, like, full frontal. Yes. And also some that were, like, working on their tap routine, tapping in rhythm in the York pool. <laughs> but also the one that almost got Jake, yes. And then the head that, uh... I'm sorry, that gentle caress on the <laughs> cheek is... That image will stay with me for the rest of my life. We need to find it and like put music to it. To Unchained upload. melody. I are you <laughs> it just started playing. In whisper? My <laughs> I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty yurks have got no rhythm. <laughs> it's I easier feel like, to okay. pretend I need some maple oatmeal. I don't feel like that's the music of nineteen ninety eight though. I didn't no, I did exist. Hold on. Yeah. That's also, the reverse you know existential crisis. They may have more rhythm. They couldn't have less rhythm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I stand actually, by Unchained Melody. I'd have to, like, go look back at the popular music of 1998. I feel I mean, like that's Boys to Men era, but I could be wrong. Let's do it now. Let's do it for the content. Top <sighs> 10 No, so I feel like it's that, like... 98. That, that like, one... Brian Adams. Okay. Like the guy who did Spirit? No, maybe that's not his name. Like the the love song that he counts and then at four it's like, then I start back at one and it's like, where does this end? You you no one here is prepared for what this list is. I'm that's telling you this Adams. now. Okay. The number 10, I'm looking at the Billboard Hot 100 for the year ending in 1998. Number 10. I'll tell you what, I'll give the artist, and if anyone wants to guess the song before oh I God. give it, you can have a go. Paula Cole. Wait, give me a second. Um... Red's reaction is my reaction. It was like, who's that? No, I know I that name, and I'm totally blinking. I don't know this song either, or at least not by name. I'm so curious. All right, you're going to have to just tell me because I can't think right. of the name of the song. I don't want to wait. Yeah. Oh, wait, is that Yeah, that's from For Dawson's My Life Creek. to Be Over? Yeah. That's the Dawson's Creek theme. Yeah. 
That's the one that I screwed up on this podcast a long time ago. I hate that song. It plays so much at work. I don't want to wait. Shut up. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say, like, some of the best songs from this year are not in the top 10. Uh, number 13, I'm sorry, number 14 is getting jiggy with it. Oh, wow. This must be a good year if it's that low. Nope. Nope. It's, it's the 90s. Everyone was wrong. Number nine, Usher. Any guesses? Nice and slow. I don't know that one. Eight, Elton John. Think about pop culture events in that year. I mean, yeah, I'm trying to remember what movie would have even been out. Not a I was three years old. It was Candle I in the Wind. It was the Dead uh, Princess Die song. Yes, okay. I know some stuff. You do. Seven, Casey and JoJo. No, I'm not going to have an answer to that. All my life. That would be it. That would be the song. Six, by Janet. That's the artist. I am sure Janet was a uh, was an important and influential artist in her own right. I am absolutely picturing uh, uh, the good place, Janet. Yep. <laughs> yep. Good. Oh, Chris, have that, you seen the? What's that? Have you seen the Good Place? I've I've seen all but the last season, and I still okay. need to catch up on that. Okay, so that is a really good show. It's so good. It's so good. I didn't expect it to be that good. I got kind of no, caught up so in it one day. I was like, "Oh no, now I have to finish this." It's <laughs> yes, yes. I had to skip a meeting because we finished it. Red's first watching of it right as the meeting was starting, and we had to like have the feelings for a bit. It's a lot. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I cried for half an hour. <laughs> I, uh, for that brief part of last year when I had a roommate, she was watching the last season of The Good Place for the first time. And I would be downstairs, like doing things, and she'd start another episode. I'd go, Oh. And I would just walk out of the room and upstairs because I did not have the emotional capacity in quarantine mm -hmm. for Good Place. And I would hear her, like, get two minutes in and be like, Oh, right. I should figure out when he leaves the room. That's why. <laughs> shows. Uh, that song by Janet was Together Again. That's Janet Jackson. Oh, it just says Janet on here. I think she I think she went by Janet, just Janet. Ah. Interesting. I was wondering that, but I couldn't remember if she ever did that or not. He said by Janet, and then he just froze, and I thought maybe he had a stroke. Or <laughs> a stroke froze. of genius! <laughs> Alex, you got to the joke before I could. Ugh. All right, keep going. I want to see if I can get any more of these. Number five, Leanne Rhymes. We're into the country music portion of the list. Oh, it's Blue. the Coyote Ugly song. It's uh, Blue, right? What, what's that, Chris? Wasn't it Blue? Nope. That's oh, Eiffel 65. It's Coyote Ugly song. Hang on. Um, in the Something with Moonlight. Nope. Oh. How do I, then live? I have no idea? Yeah. Oh. Trisha. Oh. oh man. Ten-year-old me loved that song so much. In it number four. Dramatic breakup music. In it number four by the by Savage Garden. I'll give you a hint. 
Most editors would say cut these. I don't know. Is this the song with the chicken cherry cola? Because I'm I'm not okay. Well, Savage Garden. <sighs> Titles all adverbs. This is truly madly. Truly, deeply. yes. Truly madly deeply. I wanted to say that, but I was like, I'm wrong. I'm not gonna say that. But that's the song I was thinking of, and I thought it would be that was like mid-90s. Like in early. At, in at number three, Shania Twain was a song that I'm pretty sure was off of the Two of a Kind soundtrack. See, I was going to go with that doesn't impress me much because I feel like that was like Brad Pitt heyday. But that would not have been on the It Takes Two. Dig into your Olsen twins lore. I love that movie. I I don't remember. You're still the one. Damn it. In at number two are Brandy and Monica. The boy is mine. Yes, he is. <laughs> and finally, in at number one, would anyone care to hazard a guess at the number one artist of 1998? Spice Girls. No. Nope. Chris? Hampton. God, I wish. Okay. No, no. Next. The artist is next. Who? I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And the song is too close. Don't stand. Don't stand so. Don't stand so close to me. Is that? I know that's not the song. No. Oh, (laughs) that doesn't feel right. I'm, I'm not sure that's even the right decade. I'm sure that's the police. Probably not, but that's what came to mind. The police makes more sense. I don't. What is this song? I don't know. What's it called? Too close. Too close. I'm looking at the lyrics. That was the number one song for that year? According to the Billboard Hot 100. Oh, man. That seems like it probably is not true. If nobody's even heard of it. Now, girl, I know you felt it. Boo, you know I can't help it. You know what I want to do. It. Yeah. Step back, you're dancing kind of close. Yeah, I know that song. Number 13 was My Heart Will Go On. <laughs> but okay, that movie came out in 97. I know, that's why it's not- noteworthy. Yeah. Uh, Backstreet Boys with Everybody Backstreet's Back came in at number 22. Aerosmith's I Don't Want to Miss a Thing or How Can We Utterly Ruin Our Reputation came in at number 23. That was Aerosmith? Yep, it was Aerosmith deciding country's popular. Let's do a collabo. Uh, Boys Two Men were in at number 30 with a song for Mama. Um, The most important song culturally on this list as far as I'm concerned... Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping was number 35. Beating out in sync at 37 with I Want You Back. Okay, so music of this time. Hey, number 51. Number 51. It's been one week (laughs) by the Bare Naked Ladies. I did love the Bare Naked Ladies. Semi-Charmed Life, 57. I Do, 58. 
Quit playing games with my heart, 62. Quit playing games with my heart. Spice Girls have position number 69. I'm surprised that's the first Spice Girl appearance on the list. Unless this is like before they actually got big. Uh, that was too much. I'm guessing this was maybe on like the waning end of Spice Mania. Maybe, maybe I'm thinking it is much later than. Because Spice was. Up Your Life is number eighty-one. Okay, then yeah. Never mind. So yeah, good YouTube music for that uh, Animorphs video. Yeah. <laughs> My sister sent me a link to an Animorphs YouTube video earlier that I should share with all of you, uh, which I will admit, it was while I was going to pick up comics, so I haven't watched it yet. But it is animations of celebrities morphing into animals inspired by Animorphs covers. Oh, no. I've seen she's, that posted a few times on Twitter, and I just haven't clicked on it. She yeah. said she saw it and thought of me. Um, you know what? I'm going to call this listener submission, even though she does not listen. <laughs> um, which is a rule I have with family members that if you do, I don't want to know. Uh, truly, 2020 and 2021 are a new renaissance for Animorphs. It was the best of times for Animorphs. It was the worst of times for a lot of other stuff, she says. To which I reply, <laughs> yeah. Weird how a book about young people fighting an insidious, unknowable fascist threat that co-ops their family and power systems around them with unreliable and sometimes equally problematic colonialist allies while amassing more and more emotional trauma, often via moments of body horror, but still trying to cling to any joy they can find makes uh, find cling to any joy they can find makes uh, Alex. Uh, resonates. <laughs> yeah, Alex. <laughs> Oh, and we the looming of hey. ecological disaster if they don't succeed in time. <sighs> Your poor oh. sister. Your poor sister. Uh, didn't know what was coming. <laughs> Actually, she probably did. But <laughs> her her response was, uh, and this will prove she's my sister. I got distracted by buying Sandman on sale, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weird. <laughs> <laughs> I felt that in my soul. <laughs> yeah. And Chris is doing his part to help that renaissance. That's right. I've drawn like 130 wolves this year. <laughs> so sick of wolves. I guess it's a really good thing to know that you are not going to be like the TV show and just using the same image of a wolf over and over again. <sighs> No, I'm not there are 131 lost. wolves inside of you. I was waiting uh, well, to make was that like, joke and you beat me to it. There was like, ha, you know, ha, 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 ha. There was like, okay. where it was like the four of them, you know, face off with the with the other wolf packs. And so now I got nine wolves. Oh, no. You know, and I'm like, oh my God. You know, and I knew that was coming, but I'm just like, I'm so sick of wolves. I, I am waiting for wh whichever book you decide to do, and just the book where you're like, I'm going to reference the TV and a light. And just use the same panel image of it every time <laughs> Visser Three's in the book. God, you know, I should do a panel oh. of him leaning back like that. Of the same pose. I should at least put him in the same pose. Or the, like, arms they... on each other's shoulders fight to the death. I would love all of this so much. <laughs> Too much. I can't do that. But I can maybe try to mimic the, that one pose where it's always a headshot of him talking. Oh my gosh. The, the amount of, like, 
TV radio static they tried to filter in when Axe phoned home. So it was not one puppet calling the same puppet. <laughs> was amazing. Yeah, they went you know what? Place. It worked on my face blind ass. So um... I, mean, I didn't think about it till my second watch. So like they succeeded. I mean, I've watched that episode three times now in my lifetime, which I think means I've watched, watched it more than any other human being alive. I don't know. Well, do the editors I, count? I I'm counting would them. record these and rewatch them throughout the week, guys. I loved the show so much, and none of my sisters appreciated it. I loved it. It just, I was never a recorded and rewatch it person. I know this comes as a shock. Me who never <laughs> rewatches anything but like The West Wing and Frasier to go to sleep at night. Yeah, no, I I rewatched it. I I lived for Animorphs. That's valid. <laughs> I think if Tiny Red knew about the show, he would have yelled about its production quality. <laughs> Tiny Red was the kind of kid who who critiqued animation for not like anything, anything. I hated watching Powerpuff Girls because it was like so jit. Some of it was just so jittery or weird and I have an appreciation for it now. But Little Red, <laughs> Little Red had standards. Tiny Alex was like almost obsessed with the craft of like recognizing the shots that got reused, but in a way where I really truly like thought that was just how it worked. Like, I thought there was a formula to how you built these things and the way you shot and reused shots. Like, in context, I grew up on Power Rangers, right? So, like, there's so yeah. much genius editing in Power Rangers to the point where, like, there were a few episodes where half the cast had quit and they recut footage and just never had people take their helmets off to like not have to recast the show before they finished what they'd written. Power Rangers bizarre, more bizarre than I expected. Well, I mean, they were also using footage originally shot in Japan, cut with footage that was shot in America for like when they had the kids outside of their, their costumes. And they just took whole seasons of footage and recut them into entirely new and different plot lines that had nothing to do with the original show. All right, so you've ruined a few things for me tonight, Alex. It's a night ending and why. Oh, I don't know why I just did Evita arms. <laughs> I appreciated it. Inanna wants to be for part me, of uh, podcasting. <laughs> Podcast. <laughs> Inanna has also watched these episodes, and Inanna actually will watch TV, mostly Stardew Valley, but occasionally will watch TV with us. So if she had opinions on any of the things we've made her watch, we'd be happy to hear them. Like we made her watch Inanna, and she's watched. At least four of these episodes now. <laughs> I, I I don't know if you can hear the disapproval, <laughs> at least of the proximity of her face to the microphone. <laughs> like really judgmental purring. Yeah. Like it's a purr, but sarcastic. Yeah. All right. 
I have an animal fact. Let's do it. Red's animal trivia. <laughs> um, so it's actually Tumblr has gifted me this terrible knowledge. Uh, a pretty little white flower that grows near urban centers of the Pacific Northwest turns out to be a killer. Um, the bog-dwelling western false asphodel, Triantha occidentalis, I butchered that, was first described in the scientific literature in 1879, but until, no one, until now, no one realized the sweet-looking plant used its sticky stem to catch and digest insects. So, um, because of this, it just, just uh, uh, speed reading, um, they think that there's a lot more carnivorous plants out there than we originally thought, like the Venus flytrap and uh, those guys. They're like, yeah, so a lot of plants might do murder quite regularly. <laughs> do we think, do we think that its plants have always done murder and we're just now noticing or do we think it's that plants have discovered murder? Uh, I don't. Pooh, <laughs> I don't like either of those <laughs> options. <laughs> Alex is an indoor kid for a reason. <laughs> that reason is sun poisoning at an early age that has made me super heat and light sensitive. But also, I don't Please know a plant can... won't eat me. I've seen Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> The first rule of plants is don't feed the plants. But that's just plants that talk, right? Like, what about the ones that just kind of sit there? Seymour didn't talk till he got enough blood in him. Seymour spoke a lot. I'm sorry, not Seymour. Audrey, too. <laughs> Do we? Also, we don't know that. Seymour is like 30 when the movie starts. Seymour could have been weaned on blood. Seymour could have been a vampire. Anyways, I feel like he would have been a lot less squeamish about doing a murder, especially on an unapologetic jerk. But maybe he meant that that meant that he couldn't drink the blood himself. Guys. Oh, so he was fine with doing guys. the murder. He just didn't want to guys. do the murder for someone else's. Yes, please. <laughs> I promise. I promise after this next thing, but this next thing is good. And I need to say it into a microphone because I need the validation. <laughs> was that it? Because that I mean, was pretty good. I mean, that's probably better than what I'll actually say, but unfortunately, I have to follow through. We need to start an advertising company because we okay. need to approach. Uh, I'm sure it's only a matter of time before True Blood gets revived. And uh -huh. we need a True Blood commercial starring Seymour and Audrey, too, where he asks, Does it have to be human? Does it have to be fresh? And then offers Audrey 2 a true blood, and Audrey 2 takes it and drinks it and doesn't conquer Earth. I feel like you shouldn't put that out into the universe because you won't get money if they do this. That's a thing. Wait, hang on. I can fix it. TM, TM, TM. There we go. <laughs> okay. We may need to wrap this up before our cat decides that she is uh, so done with the cone, our house is also going to be burned down. Okay, okay. Uh, we can do that as we have no listener questions and I'm have so no, sorry. Have no uh, uh, new ratings or reviews on anyone's podcatching platform of choice. <laughs> I will open the floor to guesses about where the show goes next. How many episodes Space. before we see Tobias again? Two. 
right. So we've got space and two episodes till Tobias. So I would say not... two podcasting episodes before we see Tobias again. Like actual human Tobias. I meant Hawk, but let's do one of each. Okay. When do we I would see say Tobias the Hawk? Episode. We'll see Tobias Hawk. When do but we something see will happen to him and we'll lose him again. And then I would say two podcast episodes, so at least four episodes before we see okay. Tobias again. So you think episodes <laughs> nine is where we'll see the hawk. Uh-huh. And eleven, twelve is 13, where we'll see. 13, 13, probably around 13. Okay. okay. Yeah. Chris, are you going to come back and watch another round with us? Or I has the show... I'm going to ever see Tobias come back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No. If you guys want me to, <laughs> I will be happy to. You know, we will always have you. In fact, I can just share the Google Calendar with you, so you always know when we're doing this. You can if you want. Yeah, I'm. Anytime I'm, you know, available, I'm happy to do it. I just sometimes I'm just so tired in the evening. No, that actually is a good idea. Just mm -hmm. yeah, that way you know and you know what we're doing. That way you can always plan a conflict if you want. <laughs> <laughs> Well, unfortunately, my only conflicts these days is just old man being sleepy. No, nah, like we figured you were super busy ending one comic, picking up another one. I mean, it's the wolves. You are nonstop. I yeah, I don't I don't have time to stop. It's That's my own fault. I got nobody to complain to but myself. <laughs> for that. But are you enjoying it at least? Oh, I totally am. Yeah, I I don't hate what I do. It's just at the end of the day, I'm just so you know, drained, creatively drained. Yeah. I know that feeling. It's a good kind of being tired, though. I mean, I feel like I accomplished stuff, you know, it's good. I got a lot of interaction with, you know, people online. Yeah. So it's fun. I have a really good time with it. It's just, it's just a lot. Sometimes. Yeah. Does well, anybody... Oh, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, you've got two coming out, what, in the next six months or next year? Uh, well, I got the what? Animal. The second Animorphs book comes out in about what? Forty-five days. Wow. And then I think right. the second Camp Whatever book comes out next summer, even though I've got it done already. Okay. Um, I wasn't sure if that was yeah going to be early twenty twenty two or. No, I think oh, that, that one's scheduled for next summer, and then the following one is scheduled for like a year from then, but then also like in the fall, so like eighteen months after that. Oh wow. Okay. So that's the schedule for that. And then I'm 100% on Animorphs until I fulfilled book six. Nice. I'm trying to think what the animal is of book four. That's Cassie. So dolphins, you're going to get to draw a lot of yeah, dolphins. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that a lot because I really want to do like ocean stuff. You know, I, yeah. I really like when you see art online, somebody's got something in the foreground, but in the background, it's just kind of like a silhouette of like a shark or something, you know, to me is far more terrifying. And yeah. I'm just really excited to do some stuff like that. I like if you can work this into the book, that would be absolutely amazing. But also just like if you put it as a joke on Twitter, I it would make me so happy. But just like something Lisa Frank-esque to like really just shoe in the 1990s. <laughs> I could figure something out, but if you have some ideas, just message me some stuff. Yeah, I'll find like a color palette and be like, this is what I'm talking about. <laughs> My life right now is such that I have a trapper keeper at arm's length. <laughs> I love that Trapper Keeper. I actually looked on eBay at Trapper Keepers like a week ago just for the heck of it. You they're can get expensive. them new at I mean, Walmart right one. now. Oh, but that? an original one would be cool. 
I got this one at Walmart for 10 bucks. I normally do not recommend Walmart, but they are exclusive to there. I may have to go do that. They've got like four different designs right now. I wonder if that would get me back in the mood of writing like regularly, feeling like I'm back in middle school. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyone have anything else they want to promote? Uh, by Love the time. Kindness. <laughs> By the time this drops, will be around the time Candyman's out. I will be on the Real Critic versus the Cinegai talking about Candyman. And pleased to announce, you only said Candyman twice. <laughs> Thank you. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. <gasps> Alex Brightman did not appear in my apartment. I'm very disappointed. He's but he just off camera over the there. <laughs> he's very good at hiding <laughs> I am recording soon a new episode of Comics Quest about uh, Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad run which is incredible uh, I don't know the release date for that but I imagine it'll come out around the same time as this I'll retweet it when it happens so if you want to yeah. hear that check it out Anything else? Going once, going twice. Go check out Certifiably Bill. It's really popular. No, right don't, now. don't, <laughs> don't. Not Bill Block. It's okay. Never mind. I'll take that out. <laughs> no, I mean, lit, like if you wanna, if you wanna promote a Certifiably Human Bill Cipher, <laughs> it just feels like such a cringe, nerdy niche thing. I like. Yes, we are on a podcast about animorphs, but that. <laughs> It's a good place to I see feel like art. that's like, there is a bill cipher on my desk at all times. As there is on mine, but yours is better. Bill destroyed everything. That's his purview. Life. Well, we would like to thank Red Spinks, who is here. Aha! We have tricked <laughs> him into appearing once again. <laughs> you can check out more of his work by supporting his Patreon or visiting Chaos. Or visiting Chaos Flight on Tumblr. Hey, I'm so used to the old outro. Those words stuck in my mouth. <laughs> if you're interested in getting some cool art, email red at cmspinks95 at gmail.com. Definitely, definitely the address we've used for the last 90-something episodes. <laughs> we definitely have had it right the whole time. We definitely you didn't say... have the wrong one. I'm so embarrassed. All right, anyways. <sighs> Keep Just our go back and beats. fix them all. Just go back and fix uh -oh. them. All. That's a lot of editing. Yeah, it's not going to happen. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's not. I That's love you. Why. It's not. It's right now. If they've made it this far, if they've made it this far, they get a discount. You know what, Red? For you, I would do it. If you want me to, I will actually do it. Oh, honey, no. Please okay. don't like, hurt yourself that way. Get a little new, like... Hey, just a heads up, the uh, email address at the end of this episode is wrong. Here's the correct email address and just attached it to every episode and re-uploaded them. That would be a much easier fix, but also oh, still a lot of work. Alex and I can talk about this at another point. <laughs> Keep our social media. I appreciate it. At Minds at Yerk on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you want to send us questions, comments, or love letters, you can email us at mindsatyerk at gmail.com. Our website is mindsatyerk.com. You spell yerk, Y-E-E-R-K. 
If you like us and want to help us out, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. We're available on your podcatcher of choice. And if you can't find us there because we're terrible liars who can't get a simple email address right, let us know and we'll try to fix it. Have we had our email address wrong this whole time too? I wish I would feel so much better about it if we had. This is all Tim's fault. All of it. Someone else said it. All right, I have a line prepared from the episode and definitely didn't forget that that goes before our names and not after. Oh? How are we going to get all this oatmeal down such a small ferret hole? My name was Alex. I'm Megan. I will always be Melvin. (laughs) And I was Red. Oompa loompa doopity die. And until then, we will fight. I think there should be a, a podcast just called Alex Ruins Your Day. <laughs> he just, he just I, tells you a, things that he knows. Show. He just tells you things he knows. I have to live Megan. with this dark knowledge all the I time. I like you and Josh could co-host this and thus people be like, oh, I understand now. I understand you. <laughs> He did not enjoy the meme I sent him the other day, which I don't think I sent to you, but I will read it to you. You just play an episode for your therapist and suddenly she gets it all. I'm sorry I referred to reading as spreading book cheeks. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> Why would you call it that? <laughs> Makes me laugh so hard. That makes me not want to ever read again. <laughs> <laughs> I legit thought that was a reaction to Inanna. I can't read ever again. <laughs> I can't even look at this. Oh, God. Take a look. It's in a book. <laughs> Spread those books. Oh.